0: Hey there listeners, welcome to the Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with my co-host Brian, and this week we'll be reviewing the 2009 Norwegian film Dead Snow, directed by Tommy Wirkola and starring uh, basically a bunch of Norwegian people. Brian, is there anyone in here worth mentioning?
1: Um, I'm sure in Norway they would be worth mentioning, but I don't think we need to go through them.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to apologize to our Norwegian-based uh, audience, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's some names in here which would be fun to try to pronounce, but, yeah, basically a, a, a Norwegian cast here. Um, this is a film that I picked because actually one of, uh, you know, our big contributors, Amy May of, uh, Amy May Pop Art, who does our, uh, logo, I think this is one of her favorite movies, and I've seen it on a few other lists as well. Um, Brian, had you heard about Dead Snow at all?
1: Yeah, I think when I was living in Chicago, a lot of our friends were really into this, and that makes sense if Amy was, and I never saw it for some reason. I feel like a bunch of my friends watched it, and I was doing something else that night. <laughs> you
0: missed out on the one night, a big bonding night for all your friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was, I remember kind of being upset about it.
0: Yeah, and then for years afterwards, you were like, you missed out on the inside jokes that they had about this. Yeah. <laughs> that one time they went was to- like. Someday I'm gonna start a podcast and none of you will be invited. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll see what's up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember, um, like you know, back in 2009, 2010. This, this was never a film I was made aware of. I mean, it, was it like kind of a, a big thing here in Chicago?
1: I think it was a little bit of a big thing in the horror community.
0: Okay. I don't think. Yeah. Okay, so I had a had a decent amount of buzz behind it over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting cause I, I don't think there are too many, um, European horror films that like come here and make i was like the only other one I can think of is like let the right one in. Do, do you remember that one?
1: Yeah, that was a big one.
0: Yeah. Are, are there um, other ones that you can think of?
1: Actually, I can think of another Norwegian one. Um, it was called troll hunter.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw that was Norwegian. I've, I haven't seen that though. Have you? I have. It was pretty good. Okay, I guess Norway has a, a some horror cred there with with two films that have made a, a you know an impression on the U.S. market. Um, this film, uh, just uh, before we dive later on into the spoilers, overall the synopsis is a group of kids uh, go out somewhere snowy and uh, they end up battling um, this mob of uh, Nazi zombies or zombie Nazis or. I don't know which whichever way you put that, but um, that's that's kind of the premise. Um, you know, Brian, going into this, I wasn't sure what to expect. I kind of thought this is going to be like a really serious, uh, scary movie, but it you know it's, it's it's kind of comedic, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's I don't think it makes any uh, attempt to be anything other than comedic. I mean, it tries to be scary, I guess, but mm-hmm. the comedy is laid on pretty thick.
0: Yeah, especially as the movie progresses. I mean, going into it, it, I don't know, I felt like for the first half hour, hour, like there were, it, it was kind of trying to scare you, but then, uh, yeah, I guess later on it kind of fully develops into more of a, you know, where it's not taking itself very seriously and embraces some of the more comedic elements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard these movies called Zomcoms. Oh. zombie comedies.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Is, is like Evil Dead considered a Zomcom?
1: Um, boy. I don't consider those zombies, but I feel like it's a bit of a, a bit debatable. Yeah. But like *Zombieland* and *Shaun of the Dead*. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's interesting because I, I know uh, we just kind of released the Dawn of the Dead episode, which introduced zombies. Um, so how do you delineate then between a zombie from like *Dawn of the Dead*, or like a zombie in this movie or *Evil Dead*? Like, what what do you uh, what in your opinion? What are the differences?
1: In Evil Dead, they, like, were demons. Like, it was pretty clear that some, like, evil head crept into these people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were really trying to eat anybody. They were just trying to kill people. An evil head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a zombie, in most of these, most zombie movies, it's some sort of infection.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, like, a viral one versus, like, a possessed by a demon or something. It's kind of evil yeah. spirit.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and actually, this movie is unique because it's not any sort of virus or plague. Mm-hmm. And most zombie movies are apocalyptic, and this one's not either.
0: Yeah, right. This one's kind of remote. These are
1: just like Nazi zombies that were awoken from their slumber because their treasure was disturbed.
0: <laughs> oh, is that why they were woken up? I think so. Okay. Okay, I, was, I wasn't clear about that. And, and then also, unlike other zombie movies, um, in this one it didn't appear that the the bite was very very infectious. Uh, whereas, I, I think this is kind of like one of the first zombie movies where I've seen that the bite isn't like, going to turn someone else into a zombie.
1: Yeah, this one did um, bend a lot of the rules. And the Nazi zombies ran and they used weapons, like they were stabbing. and.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was actually, it made... It made it pretty cool, even though it wasn't necessarily scary. It was, like, action-packed and intense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the, you're right. These zombies, are, they are very different. They, uh, they're they organized. They're working together. They still have their political alliance. And at some points, I think I feel like they even talk, right? Or communicate with each other.
1: They're definitely communicating with each other in some way. I can't remember if they talk.
0: I, th- I think at one point, the general yelled something. Um, yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. I think so.
0: So, yeah, they have the political allegiance and they still like fall into rank when it comes into uh, yeah. the order. Of things. So, they're very, very orderly zombies.
1: And I think this kind of plays on a uh, like Norwegian folklore. It's these beings, I think they were called Draugr or something or Draug. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially like the undead who, a lot of times in the folklore, they're if they're guarding a treasure that they were buried with or something like that.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, a, that's some good uh, good roots to have there. And then um, I also wanted to, I didn't get a chance to do this, but um, I kind of wanted to take a look at, you know, what Norway's role was during World War II. I mean, I know they were occupied in this kind of place to that. Um, was there anything special about the Norway occupation?
1: You know, I read that the director did base this a little bit off of historic events, like, nazis invading norwegian towns and mm-hmm. making it miserable on the people there but um i didn't look too much into the history
0: okay okay yeah uh yeah me neither but i mean that i guess that plays a prominent role in this story um yeah yeah so so genre wise I and mean, we've kind of talked it's zombie it's kind of like historical horror uh any, anything else you'd put this in splatter Uh, yo, yeah. God, I forgot about the gore factor. You're right.
1: Yeah. Actually, uh, the term splatter cinema was apparently coined by George Romero when he used it to describe Dawn of the Dead. I don't think Dawn of the Dead really is considered a splatter movie, but that's how he described it. And I think he's the one who started that term.
0: Wow. So in describing his own film, he coined the term, uh, splatter film?
1: I think so. At least that's what I read on Wikipedia.
0: Damn. That's pretty cool. We, we should come up with words to describe our own podcast that might pick up and become <laughs> buzzwords. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, that, that's interesting, because yeah, you're right, Dawn of the Dead, I mean, they had that one visual effects artist who was like pretty well-known and, and recognized for that movie, right?
1: Yeah, Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time you forget his name, a nerd cries.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. that That's what we're here to do. We're here to make of nerds cry. <laughs> like... We're, we're nailing that um and then but but yeah th- this one obviously was much more of a spider fest cuz uh, cuz you know special effects and everything of today compared to you know 60s 70s or whatever pretty pretty gross scenes in there
1: yeah yeah very gross yeah
0: um and then uh i you know i kind of a lot of this reminded me of another movie we watched recently Friday the 13th where it's just these the, the plot is a bunch of teenagers in a remote place and something's trying to kill them.
1: Yeah, it kind of followed a lot of the slasher tropes and horror movie tropes on purpose. Like, yeah. It was playing with those and it was kind of an homage to those. It actually like straight up says at the beginning of the movie what movies it's influenced by.
0: Oh, is this like when when the nerd is like kind of name dropping some slasher movies?
1: Yeah, he's like, "Oh, we're going to a cabin in the woods or in the mountains. This is like yeah. these other movies." Yeah. So he mentions Friday the 13th, he mentions Evil Dead, Yeah. April Fool's Day, which I've never seen, um, even though I have a friend here in Asheville who's always urging me to see that.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be a classic, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, and they don't say this movie, but that same dude who's the movie nerd, he's wearing a t-shirt that says Braindead. Oh, okay. That's the movie. It goes by, I think it goes by Braindead in like the UK and Europe, maybe. Yeah. But in the US it's known as dead alive. Oh. And that's Peter Jackson's like biggest splatter horror movie.
0: Peter Jackson from like the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Wow, I don't know he did a horror movie.
1: Yeah, he did a lot of like over the top splatter type movies. Um, okay. I think one was called Street Trash and oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the other one. I just watched it a few months ago. King Kong and Dead Alive pardon
0: it wasn't King Kong I, th- I think he directed uh, one of the King Kong's <laughs> <laughs> the I think he movies. did
1: do King Kong but this was like a 90s like low budget um bad taste that's what it was called
0: oh okay okay
1: yeah it like makes you want to barf yeah okay and laugh at the same time
0: <laughs> nice I like that feeling <laughs> you yeah. don't know you don't know what's gonna come out yeah <laughs>
1: And actually, that dude who's wearing that shirt, he dies in the same way of the first zombie kill in Dead Alive.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, this this was like a movie that was clearly throwing its uh, influences out there and like uh, kind of acknowledging it as it went along.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Wow, that's, that's pretty clever. Pretty cheeky. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the director of this film um, uh, is it's kind of interesting. Uh, I was, I was, so, his he's directed another film, which I think was a, a copy off of um, Kill Bill, like a Norwegian version of it. Oh, was it? Yeah. And then, it's interesting, because this movie comes out in 2009, and it's about uh, these zombies, uh, Nazi zombies. Also in 2009 is when Inglorious Bastards came out, which is a Quentin Tarantino film about uh, the Nazis. Um, obviously, you know, different approaches here, but I, I kind of wonder how much, you know, he's been following or how, how much of like Quentin Tarantino's agenda was on this guy's mind, uh, given, you know, he'd, he'd done that, uh, uh, he'd done a Norwegian film and then he was now putting out as a, a movie on it, a similar topic.
1: Oh, that is interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like he's also breaking pretty big into Hollywood. I think he's got a film coming out next year with, uh, in, in Hollywood with like some big stars.
1: Oh, nice. He also did, um... This was, by all accounts, a bad movie, although it sounds kind of good to me. It, uh, it got horrible reviews. I think it was Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Oh, is that supposed to be a horror movie? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a horror comedy action. And okay. that had Jeremy Renner in it.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, good friend.
1: Who was a big name and an Avenger.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and then I, I think his next movie has like Glenn Coase and William Defoe in it. Uh, oh, nice. So yeah, I, th- I think he's kind of leaving, uh, he's, he's crossed over the Atlantic, he's leaving uh, those guys behind. Bummer. Bummer for Norway. I know. I know, losing some talent there. Uh, did you uh, record-
1: Zombieland came out the same year as this too. Oh, no kidding. 2009? I, I feel like 2009-ish was like the peak of the zombie trend. Early- yeah, it's debatable. Like zombies are still trending. But I feel like people were starting to get sick of it. At least the people who had been like horror fans. Yeah. Were like kind of, maybe not sick of it, but it had almost become saturated. Like, Shaun of the Dead was 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Shaun of the Dead Remake was 2004.
0: Walking Dead was 2010. So, like, right around this era.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe the zombie uh, genre like got you know picked up a little bit in the early two thousands, and then it's kind of peaking around this time with uh, with the yeah, these movies and The Walking Dead and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. At least in my mind, and like the do you remember those books, Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z? Oh yeah, right. Those were two thousand three and two thousand six respectively. Yeah. So I right. feel like the momentum had kind of been building up to like the zombie land.
0: Yeah. Point. Yeah, so do you you feel like it peaked around 2009? Like, where we are today, do you feel like is is not as great on the zombie spectrum? It seems
1: like most of the great zombie stuff started to slow down around then. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, if there's anybody out there who can think of ones that are great past that point in time, let's know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to hear. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what was the last great zombie movie. I, I mean, like Walking Dead's been going on so many years now, but it's also gotten pretty stale.
1: Yeah, that got stale fast for me.
0: Yeah, and then the World War Z movie. Did you ever see that one?
1: I didn't. Uh, I heard it was very different than the book. The book yeah. was incredible.
0: Really? Yeah, I got to read that. Sounds really good.
1: I thought it was very good. I had my wife read it. She does not like scary things, and she really liked it too. Really, it's uh, just cool. a good book, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good enough to get Brad Pitt barred, so it must be worth something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how you would do like a new zombie movie today and like make it um, like a like give it a refresh. It's 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 tough. Cause I, yeah. So much has come out in, like the past few decades. It's kind of a tough one to bring back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why this one's cool. Like the Nazi zombies who run and use like swords and weapons like puts a new fun spin on things.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, so this is a little different than everything else we're used to on the zombie side. Um Yeah. D- did you recognize anyone else in this?
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah. I uh, mean, me neither. Um I thought uh the soundtrack was really fun. It was like a lot of like heavy metal music. I don't know Yeah, if it, like...
1: it was very metal.
0: Yeah. Was that is that like a Norwegian uh, metal or what was that?
1: I assume so. I feel like death metal is super
0: big in Norway. <laughs> That's just our impression of what people listen to out there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's only like sunny for like a half half the year and then the other half it's dark. Is is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never been out there. Have you been to Norway?
1: No. I, it'd be fun to go.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a beautiful place.
1: Yeah. My wife's family is Norwegian.
0: Oh, okay. Right, because they're they're from Minnesota, right? Yep. There's a big uh, big population up there. Um, For sure. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a cool place. Um, Any other background or interesting tidbits about the movie before we start talking about the plot?
1: Uh, I think the only other interesting tidbit I have is on zombies in general. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a microbiologist and infectious disease epidemiologist named Tara Smith who okay. has like gained notoriety around the world for embracing zombies as a way to like explain and teach infections? Okay, and how it all
0: works. Um, so she's like she's the a, leading professor on on zombies.
1: Yeah, I mean she's kind of doing it a little bit tongue in cheek, but she's gotten a lot of press for it, and she's like a respected person in her field. She was the first to identify livestock-associated strains of MRSA in the U.S.
0: Oh wow. So okay. she's kind of a big deal. So um, she's she's like a real scientist, then, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and she's at Kent State University in Northeast Ohio.
0: Um, <laughs> I was wondering how you're gonna tie this one to Ohio. <laughs> That's a good one. Nice. I basically
1: used all my zombie movie ties to Northeast Ohio on this one, so
0: <laughs> they pulled in the big cards here. Um, wow! So she's in Kent State, and she's like the leading expert on on zombies.
1: Yeah. Pretty much
0: That's crazy Next time we're back in Ohio We should try to meet her We should get her on this podcast
1: Ooh that'd be fun She's yeah. done like comic cons and stuff
0: Oh yeah And Kent State like, is like 10-15 minutes from my uh, my our, our house back there So uh, that'd, that'd be We could just swing by Stop by one for our classes Yeah for sure Yeah Alright well good Good fun there I was, I was worried about uh, how you're going to connect this one to Iowa, But yo's the liver man Yeah worry not man Yeah <laughs> It's in good hands all right, cool. Well, uh, let's take a quick break before we dive into uh, the plot and some of the spoilers. Um, I th- I'm starting to notice I think I have a mosquito bite on my arm. So I got to go figure out a way to make sure that doesn't spread anywhere. So uh, I'll be back. Okay, good luck, man. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right, Brian, you ready?
1: Yeah, What? how's
0: your arm? Um, you know, so this mosquito bite was kind of itching, and I was, I was just worried that it was going to you know, maybe start to spread or something or get into my uh, main bloodstream. So fortunately, I found a chainsaw sitting in our garage that uh, I managed to just kind of cut off my arm with, so uh, I think I'm <laughs> good for now.
1: Yeah, cut first, ask questions later. Yeah,
0: exactly. Isn't that like usually what you're supposed to do when, when you get a mosquito bite? You're supposed to, like... Cut it off, right?
1: Yeah, don't you don't want it to spread? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Once it spreads, uh,
1: yeah, you're, you're kind of screwed on that. Did you notice? So uh, you're saying how this movie's a lot like Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of telling Jason I didn't think. Who guessed it on our podcast that I didn't think there was any character development in that movie? <laughs> yeah. And there's not really in this movie either, but they they make attempts to like. Um, yeah. So a dude, well, spoiler alert already, but the dude cuts off his arm because he gets bit by a zombie, and he, at the very beginning of the movie, they made a point of saying that he was afraid of blood.
0: Yeah, and and he's like a doctor, too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so now he's progressed to the point where he's just willing to cut off his own arm. Right. Even yeah. though they kind of imply he didn't really need to, and that's not how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah even the guy like watching him do it was like no you don't have to do that yeah yeah uh yeah yeah no yeah, that, that, that's a huge point of differentiation because i think both of us felt that way about friday the 13th where yeah the characterization wasn't very good and they, they didn't uh, build up get you invest in the characters and this one it, you know obviously not a character driven story but yeah they do do like little things throughout that maybe it, 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 like i felt like somewhat bought into some of these guys those yeah enough. for sure Yeah, there's, like, enough difference between them. Yeah,
1: Yeah, to a degree, they were just playing their, you know, roles that have become the given roles in a horror movie, but they tried a little bit.
0: Yeah, you had to give them that, for sure. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, a pretty uh, simple plot here, and, and, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, you know, this movie acknowledges that it's, um, you know, inspired by so many movies that have already been done, and I don't think it was setting out to do anything too original outside of the zombie Nazi thing. But um, outside of that, I feel like it was just trying to stick to the tropes and, you know, kind of embrace it and have fun with it. Uh, so, but, but the movie kicks off. <laughs> this is a really funny uh, introduction here uh, with the, the the opening scene is this girl kind of running uh, through the snow at, at night and something's chasing after her and she's just like trekking down. But do you remember the music they're playing during this?
1: I meant to look it up and I don't remember it was some like orchestral thing that um i feel like it was played in a lot of like looney tunes
0: yeah that's exactly what reminded me of looney tunes <laughs> exactly yeah yeah this, this is a really funny soundtrack and the way to start it off is discover writing and they're playing like this huge orchestral like comical kind of piece behind it and it's just like the it, it doesn't go together at all and it, it's just funny uh so i i think maybe this is kind of where you kind of realize this this is a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously
1: yeah for sure,
0: yeah uh, so anyway, yeah, she's running there's that music playing, she gets uh y- you don't see kind of what's chasing after her. it's just some figures coming up after her and eventually they catch her and and they kill her and and that's kind of the opening. Then it jumps to this group of uh students uh traveling out to stay in a cabin uh, you know, they're driving through the snow and and you get the sense that they're on their way to meet this girl that we know has now been you know uh, killed. Uh, so there's, there's, I think there's like four guys and three girls, is that right? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right.
0: One of the guys is... Uh, It would
1: be four guys and four girls, I think, if it wasn't for Sarah dying at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah kind of wanted to ski out on her own and and, and meet everyone at the cabin, and it was her cabin, but, uh, unfortunately, she forgot about the Nazis on the way to the cabin. Took the wrong route, so then uh, so the other uh, now seven I guess show up at the house, um, and you know they're expecting to meet Sarah there, but you know she, she they they say okay yeah maybe she'll come in the next day or two. Um, they they set things up, um, you know as Brian mentioned there's some banter going on between them. You start to understand uh, who they are. One's like a nerd who's like name dropping, a bunch of films. Uh, one's like kind of a funny guy. One's like a really serious uh, guy who's a, a doctor but scared of blood. And then um, there were three girls and, you know, they each had kind of, they each kind of had their personality, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think one of the girls at one point mentions she's claustrophobic, which oh. comes into play later.
0: <laughs> yeah, she mentions she's claustrophobic because that guy has, like, her head, like, covered with a, a scarf and is, like, on top of her.
1: Oh, yeah, that was totally not cool. <laughs> he was, like, smothering her with a pillow or yeah.
0: something. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, legitimately, like, trying to choke her. And she's like, ah, stop, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah who wouldn't be in that in that situation uh so yeah there's you know there's there's a good like you know 15 20 minutes half an hour of just character building and to know them um and then i I guess the first kind of interesting thing is like at night someone shows up at their door and it's like this old guy who's there to warn them and basically he's like setting the story he's like you know back a few years ago or sorry back, back during world war ii uh, there were a bunch of like Nazis in this town that got driven out by the villagers, and the villagers stole their gold. And then the Nazis, you know, were pushed into these hills and they all froze to death. And now supposedly it's haunted or something. Was that was that the gist of the story? Was there anything else in there?
1: That's the long and short of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the funny. I mean, like he's he's out there warning them, but then it cuts to, like he's like camping out in the same area. So he's he's like warning these teenagers like. You, know, you should have done your homework. This, this place uh, isn't nice. There's, like, some evil spirits here. But then he's, like, camping out, like, I don't know, like, on the other side of the hill from them. So, yeah,
1: why the hell is he there?
0: Yeah, I absolutely. He didn't, like, heed his warning at all. Um, and and that night, like, something murders him. And, and at this point, like, you haven't seen a close-up or anything of the zombies. But, um, yeah, you, you see, like, it's, it looks like they're really fast. Like, he's standing out in the snow, and something, like, just, like, slits his throat up. And then something marches into his tent and just kind of, like, kills him. So, I don't know. At at this point, I thought, like, the zombies are actually kind of scary with, like, how quick they would move and and the pace. What what were your thoughts?
1: You know, as I'm reliving this and saying at the beginning of the podcast that it wasn't scary, I'm realizing that there were some scenes that were suspenseful to me. Yeah. Uh, I think shortly after this, they, like, go out to the privy. And somebody's like, or maybe it's this dude who just got killed. Yeah. I remember a scene where someone's just, like, shining a flashlight in the snow, so they're in these, like, snowy mountains. Yeah. And, you know, you can't see anything but what the flashlight lights, and I remember thinking it was pretty suspenseful, actually.
0: Yeah. I, I do think, like, the first half hour, hour of this movie, before, like, you get into the core zombie stuff, uh, they are building it up a lot. Like, that you see, like, shadows moving in the woods when, when a girl's, like, gone to the bathroom and she's looking out there, um... They, yeah, I, I just feel like, and obviously the opening uh, scene where something's chasing her and you can't really see it. I, I think these, these did, like, uh, build some suspense and make you think that this is might be, like, a pretty scary movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, then the next day, um, I oh, you know, I, I think that night, the guy who's Sarah's boyfriend, uh, who's waiting for Sarah to come to the house, who's the character that died in the beginning... Has a dream that Sarah has come to the house, and I, I think this might also be kind of a scary scene. Uh, he, that one is scary, yeah. Yeah, he like he thinks he sees Sarah, and like her mouth is like bleeding and stuff, and um, and then I think he like wakes up. But yeah, that, that was kind of an intense scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next morning, uh, Sarah's boyfriend, who had this dream, his name is Vagard, um, He's like, you know, I just have a bad feeling. I need to go out and try to find Sarah. Um, and he tells the others, you know, if he's not back in a day or so just to, you know, get out of there and, and, uh, take the car and get out of there. Um, so he heads out kind of like on the snow, uh, what do you call this? Like a snow ski scooter? Or what What is that?
1: Um, snowmobile.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. That <laughs> just, oh God, a lot of fun. I like
1: snow ski scooter though. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what it looked like. Uh, so he, <laughs> he takes off and he comes across this tent and that's where, like, the guy who they'd, who'd they stopped by the night before to warn them is, is dead because a zombie killed him. And, and then he, like, falls into this mountain. And in the mountain, he, like, discovers, like, the... I think he sees uh, Sarah's head, like, cut off and sitting next to, like, a pile of helmets. Then he's attacked by a zombie. And this is where it starts to get kind of silly because, like, it turns into kind of like a fist fight between him and this zombie. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: uh, I thought it was a pretty action-packed scene though. I, I really liked it. Yeah,
0: it's kind of fun like how it played out. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, cuz there's like a couple like false scares like uh which is like a classic trope type thing, but like you think the zombie bites him yeah. and he actually just bit into his coat. Oh, and yeah. And then you see like another bite and hear the guy scream and blood squirts everywhere and then you realize that the dude actually bit the zombie.
0: Oh yeah! Right. It was just kind of fun the way they were like
1: toying with us a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a good scene. Good, good uh, action flick right there. Yeah. Uh, so somehow he gets the upper hand and he's able to to, to, to beat up. Uh, I think he like fights two zombies in that scene and somehow he's able to to beat both of them up. Um, Is this
1: a scene where he ends up, like, hanging from the cliff?
0: Oh, God, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: By a zombie's intestines?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, one when, when zombie's on the ground, he's being attacked by another one, and they fall off the cliff, and to hold on, he's, like, holding on to the intestines of that one zombie. Yeah. This, this movie liked to show intestines for some reason.
1: There were more intestines in this movie than I've seen in... A long time. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I've ever seen a movie with more intestines. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's probably not true, actually. But
0: no, I mean, I I would say like the number of times they they showed like intestines were like a part of the action was was like record breaking. I think it's funny because yeah. how how long don't they always say like your small intestines are like super long like if you stretch it out it could go forever or something
1: yeah it's some ridiculous distance, yeah. like a mile or something crazy. yeah
0: yeah, you got a mile of intestines. these these guys like I feel like we saw more than a mile of intestines in this film, yeah, yeah we saw that um so yeah he he overcomes these two zombies. Meanwhile, back at the cabin, um they I think are they believe oh yeah, uh the, you know, t- two of the characters step out and and uh, the, you know they they have sex in the in, in the outhouse, and then obviously like that's kind of a trope. So, as soon as that happens, suddenly, like, the zombies start attacking them. And, um... Yeah, basically, they, they get a girl, they cut off her head, and then they're taunting the people inside the house. Um, and they're all freaking out, and, and the the guy who's, like, a film buff is like, oh, these are zombies, we can't get bit. Um, you know, make sure you don't get bit. Uh, but yeah, eventually, he he, like, he dies, and his death is, like, one of the goriest ones in this film.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. He... the... the- So, I know we have a lot of people listening to this that aren't necessarily horror fans. Like, when we say awesome, it's, like, so jokey that it's cool. It's like, if it was truly disturbing, it it wouldn't necessarily be awesome. Yeah. But, uh, the zombie, like, sticks his fingers, or thumbs, maybe, in the guy's eye, and then his fingers in his mouth, and then just pulls the guy's head apart, (laughs) like, rips it in half.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Pretty that, gory, and then his brain like falls out and like lands on the kitchen counter. Yeah, oh my! In God. front of all the other characters.
0: Yeah, so over the top. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, and that, that that's one of this one of the things. Like as this film started to progress, it just got grosser and grosser, and uh, you kind of realize like, oh man, this, that's the kind of film this is. It's pretty gory.
1: Yeah, hence the splatter yeah. genre.
0: Yeah, totally really embracing it. Um, so yeah, so then you have these, these four people left in the cabin cause you know, the girl, her head got cut off. This guy's head's been pulled apart and, uh, two of them try to make a, the, the two women try to make a run for the car while the two guys try to distract the zombies by staying at the cabin. Um, the girls like once caught and her intestines are pulled out, but she had a grenade on her for some reason. And, um, she's able to set that off and, you know, kill two of the zombies And um, the other girl, uh, I think she is chased down by a zombie, but they fall off a cliff together and she's able to like, uh, you know, kill the the zombie. The two guys, uh, they're still in the cabin kind of defending it uh in one scene like one guy puts uh you, you know he tries to create create like a grenade or what do you call those those the the
1: a molotov cocktail
0: yeah he makes a molotov cocktail i couldn't tell if this was on purpose or not but he throws it and like it doesn't like i think i thought it looked like he was trying to throw it out the window yeah so it was an accident because it, it like ends he, up
1: yeah he's trying to throw it out the window and it just like hit the windowsill and bounced right back into the cabin yeah. and set the whole cabin on fire the
0: cabin on fire, right, exactly <laughs> which was
1: really dumb but it was kind of funny
0: yeah 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 Th- these two guys are pretty comedic and uh <laughs> yeah yeah and so they they run outside and and like they're basically being like surrounded now by, now by like this ar- army of nazi zombies and uh they've like armed themselves with like tools from the shed and it's, it's kind of cool you get a sean in the dead moment where they're just like knocking down all these zombies and just killing them and like uh having a blast and then the, the guy who was out um who beat up the two zombies, uh, Vagard, who was looking for his girlfriend? He shows back up and he's got like this machine gun rig now. And so he's like shooting down all these zombies. So you kind of get like a video game moment there or of, of like just yeah. zombie massacre. Mm hmm. That that was kind of fun to watch, I, th- I, th- I thought.
1: Yeah, it was. And this was all like really great pacing, I thought. It was just intense, but not so intense that it was too much. And it was just kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was a lot of fun. And there was actually a nod when you said those guys, like, arm themselves with stuff they found in the shed. hmm That was a nod to Evil Dead 2. Like, he, like, it's, like, a lot of quick cuts, and it shows, like, all the different things. They're, like, strapping on their body to, like, get ready for this. Yeah. Um, there's a scene like that in Evil Dead 2. Oh. Oh, um, okay,
0: okay. I think I remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And after, I think, once he, like, suits himself all up, he says, Groovy. <laughs> and that's kind of become a uh, Bruce Campbell's like
0: tagline. Oh yeah, yeah. Did they say like anything? His Twitter
1: in th- handle is Groovy Bruce.
0: Oh nice. Did they say anything on this one?
1: Uh, I don't think so. They just armed themselves up. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere uh, what they armed themselves with. Like one had like a hammer, one had a chainsaw. But there was some connection to that and the Russian flag or something. But that seemed kind of like yeah.
1: It I think one. they had one of them had a hammer and a sickle.
0: Oh yeah, hammer and sickle, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I I don't even know what they were trying to do there, why they were trying to nod to the Russians. Um but yeah, so na- so so yeah, for a really fun scene where they're just like taking down all these uh zombies. But uh unfortunately the, the general of the zombies show up, um and the guy who had the machine gun, Vanguard Vagard, he's like uh he's kinda compromised. I think he gets bitten or stabbed from behind and, you know, killed. And then uh the two guys who are left uh, Martin, Roy. You know what? One's the guy who's scared of blood, uh, with the chainsaw, and one got the hammer. They, uh, one guy gets bitten, and and that's Martin, who's who's scared of blood. And uh, now, like, you know, he's scared he's going to get infected. And Roy's, like, yelling at him, like, no, you know, it's, they're not getting infected. And it's funny. He's like, you know, why would they want you on their team? You're half Jewish. You know, why they wouldn't want you as a zombie. <laughs> I thought that rationale was hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's like they're trying to close it. They don't want to convert you into a zombie.
1: Yeah, that was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, you know, he's the, this guy, and this goes to character development. You know, he's scared of blood, but he's been bitten. And he's been through so much now, and he's got this chainsaw, so he cuts off his arm, uh, and he, like, thinks, and he, like, you know, burns it with some fire, and he thinks, you know, he's just, like, overcome, you know, this chance of getting infected, and he's, like, really proud of himself. And then uh, the zombie, like, pops up from, like, the snow and just, like, bites him in the balls. And there's this funny scene where, like, he's looking at uh, his friend, and at the chainsaw, and it's, like, he's implying, like, oh, man, now I gotta cut off my, uh, you know, my balls now. Right? Yeah, that was...
1: I think that was what was said in that look.
0: Yeah, in that look, and that guy's just like, no, 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 <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but then before he can do that, they, they start getting attacked again. Um, and eventually what happens, uh, Roy gets hit in the head with a hammer, so he's dead. Uh, the one girl who had kind of survived the fall and killed the zombie, she comes back, but in the action, uh, one of the guys, Martin, accidentally like kills her because he like, swings around, and, and she's gone. So now you're yeah
1: she does the classically stupid move of like tapping him on the shoulder when he's in the middle (laughs) of just like swinging an axe at all these zombies
0: yeah seriously (laughs) who does that it was pretty dumb yeah yeah this guy's like mid fight like swinging a hammer all around and she's just like grabbing him (laughs) yeah obviously that yeah that's gonna happen so yeah you get to a point where it's just the one last guy standing and he's like running through the woods Um, he realizes though and I I forgot to mention this when they were at the cabin. They found a box of, like, gold trinkets, which we can assume is, like, tied to the zombies and is part of the gold that the villagers stole from them. And uh, he sees, like, when one of the zombies kills someone, they took, like, this gold watch that was out of that box from that person that they killed. So he realizes, like, oh, these Nazis, you know, all they want is their gold back. And so he rushes back to the burnt cabin, finds that box, uh, and the Nazis surround him there, and he hands the box over And they look pretty, like, satisfied. They're, like, not chasing him, and he, like, runs off. So you get the sense, like, oh, yeah, this guy escaped and stuff. So you get a sense of, like, oh, the trauma's over. He he runs back. He gets into the car. But then one of the things that happened earlier is one of the girls, like, took out a coin from there, like a gold coin, and put it in this guy's pocket. So when he gets in the car and he's, like, starting it, suddenly this gold coin like falls out of the pocket and he realizes that, oh shoot, I've had some of the treasure with me and then he turns and the colonel the zombie's like right outside the car window and basically it ends on uh that um uh, that colonel smashing his hand through the window to kill this guy.
1: Yeah. So so then we, it ends.
0: Yeah. And we assume like that guy probably like he's probably dead, right?
1: I assume so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'd rather,
1: I might rather die than live knowing that I cut off my arm for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you've lost your balls too. That's, that's a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: I think you may have called the gold trinkets, gold trinklets, which is a really <laughs> adorable name.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, th- I thought, you know, in German, <laughs> when, you're, when you're a German Nazi, I think you call it trinklets. So <laughs> yeah. Trinkets, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> chickens are right.
1: They're known for having adorable nicknames yeah, for things.
0: Yeah, that's how they took over, I think, they their, their the usage of nicknames.
1: She's so charming.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, basically um, everyone I, dies, right? I think
1: one thing, yeah, everyone dies. And I think you, you mentioned that girl, like, falls down a cliff. She ends up, like, in an avalanche, like, buried under the snow. So that's how the uh, claustrophobia comes back for her.
0: Oh, good point, Yeah. And in the opening scene, well, I guess when they're driving to the cabin, they actually have a conversation about people stuck in avalanches, not knowing, like, which way is up or down.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And you have to, like, pay attention. You have to, like, spit and pay attention to which way it falls down your face.
0: Yeah. And I I think when she's in there, it kind of shows, like, it shows, like, I think there's, like, spit dripping from her mouth. You kinda, yeah. You yep. of get that sense. It's, like, some foreshadowing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of little foreshadowing in this movie. I appreciated that effort.
0: Yeah, for like how simple of a plot and like unoriginal it was, they, they were they did manage to like throw in a lot of uh good, you know, like character background a little bit, and then some like tricks and like nods to other movies. It was it was pretty mm-hmm. smart, I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought so too.
0: Yeah. Any and, he, and, and the
1: gore was incredible. Like the effects were really good. I thought.
0: Yeah, so over the top. Cause yeah, then uh, there's that scene like. Uh, at the end where that guy's, like, running through the woods and, like, his intestines get stuck on a on a branch.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So then, again, like, we see another intestine, like, tied to something, like, and a yeah. guy's, like, essentially tied to this tree by his intestine.
0: Yeah. Pretty I, gross. Yeah, e- either the Nazis or the director of this film, someone really had a fetish for, like, intestines.
1: Yeah. So. And then that, when the one girl dies... When she sets off the grenade to kill herself and the zombies, mm-hmm. she, like, wakes up and you see a first-person shot, like, her point of view, and it's all blurry. Yeah. But you can see, like, the blurry outlines of these zombies, like, pulling out her insides and eating them. That was pretty intense. That was super gross. Oh,
0: God, yeah. That's a hard scene to watch. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I liked the way that was shot and the way that was done. it his, it was cool.
0: Yeah, I was confused in that scene. I, I wasn't sure if it was her seeing it or if it was the zombie's view, but I, I think you're right. It, it was her because she was still alive, I guess. Yeah. All her intestines, her intestines were being taken out. Um, yeah, so obviously the, the, you, you thought the effects were pretty good and the, and the gore was, I mean, it was definitely over the top, but you, you thought it was appropriate?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it added to the fun. Mm-hmm. Just like the like gross out factor.
0: Yeah, just owning the whole Splatter genre.
1: Yeah, how about you?
0: Um, it, was, it was tough to watch, but I I think you're right. I mean, uh, it was definitely a, a main part of like what they were set out to do here. Um, yeah.
1: It, I've never really had much of a discussion with you as to whether or not you're
0: into like, over-the-top gore for comedic effect. <laughs> uh, not not so much. I mean, I can appreciate it uh, that, that they're trying to be funny with it, but it's, it's still like so hard to watch. I, I don't know how people get into that.
1: Yeah, man. Some people that's they love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you say it's different, like when it's done in this way, where it's like really over the top, and it's in the context of like something that's clearly trying to be aware and like comedic, versus like when you see it in like a soft film, um, and it's just being done to like gross you out and for shock.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I think that's a big difference. Um, I think that. So that genre of movie has kind of become, like, known as torture porn, and it just feels really gross and, like, exploitative, and it almost feels like there's no reason to be watching it unless you want to watch someone be, like, tortured. Yeah. Um, But these, it's like, you're watching it because it's, like, it's, like, the same reason you like being scared. It's, like, harmless because it's not that real. Yeah, right. Like, it's just like, oh, gross. Yeah instead of like, oh my gosh I cannot watch this yeah
0: yeah right
1: at least in in my point of view
0: ah yeah, that's a, that's a good way of thinking about it like you know kind of like a fun way to scare you where you know it's not real it's over the top you're gonna get that feeling like where you don't want to look but you're watching um but yeah it's not like to punish you like with the way some of these other films do
1: yeah and a lot of times it happens to zombies so it's you don't really care because it's like whatever that's a zombie like tear yeah. it apart. Yeah, this one was maybe a little harder to watch because our main characters were yep being gorily ripped apart.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, for the most part, it was, it was them. Um, did a uh, did with uh, it? Were there any scenes scenes that you felt were scary at all? I mean, it, it we kind of talked about earlier in the movie, it, it was scary, but I, I feel like there was a point where this movie kind of transitioned into more of a comedy, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe the first 20 to 30 minutes had some scary moments and then it just went to like action comedy. Yeah. Which I liked. I felt like it juggled the tones, well.
0: Yeah, I like that too. You know, one, one thing that reminded me of is when we watched uh, child's play and remember how like before um that uh what what's what's his name again? Uh what, what's the doll's name? Chucky. Chucky. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I have to cut that part out. Uh, yeah, uh before he becomes like the the talking animated doll, uh, he's he's kind of scary and you don't know what's up and then like what, as soon as like he starts talking and he's like, you know, in that uh 90s or 80s like bad guy gangster voice, then it kind of pulls away from the scares. That that's one thing I was worried about in this movie cuz you know, as soon as like they start getting in the fist fights and stuff, it takes away some of the scares, but I think it was funny enough where like it was fine.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was okay. Um, anything else that, like, jumped out to you about this movie or things you liked or didn't like?
1: Uh, I think that's about it. It was just kind of a a fun, silly... I thought the editing and pacing was really good, too. I think that just added to, like, the action-packed comedy yeah. of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was, it was perfect. It was only like an hour and a half, and, and yeah, really well broken out. Uh, and as we mentioned, yeah, it starts off really good in the, with the horrors and then kind of gets fun towards the end. And it, uh, Being fun is like something we've like talked about quite a bit, like how important that is in a scary movie to kind of balance the scares with the fun. So I thought it would yeah, a good job sure. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So out of uh, five um, miles of intestines... <laughs> <laughs> How how many miles would you give this one? Uh,
1: I'd give this three and a half miles of intestines.
0: Oh, okay. That's pretty good.
1: I like, uh, it was almost a four for me, but um, at the end of the day, it was kind of like, it was so shallow that, I mean, and that was the point of it to just be kind of shallow and fun, but uh, yeah, yeah, 3.5, I liked it.
0: Yeah, I I think I'd have to agree with you. I I think it was enjoyable watch, a lot of fun. Um I, I, I didn't think it was too original. Uh it wasn't very scary or anything, but um yeah, well done. Uh I, I think they took the extra effort to put in some uh you know, smart nods here to, to other films and be aware and um you know, kinda of make fun of itself. So I I definitely appreciate it. So yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Three and a half sounds good. Cool. Cool in agreement. Awesome. All right, man. Well that that was a fun one. Anything else?
1: Um, I think I might just preempt your wrap up by saying, um, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this, that doesn't know us, well, we know there is, we've seen the numbers. There has to be people listening that don't know us. (laughs) Uh, just shoot us an email, find us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know what you like, what you don't like. We're still trying to, uh, nail this thing down and, uh make it the best that it can be so talk to us let us know you're out there
0: yeah for sure we'd love to hear from you and uh engage with us on facebook or shoot us an email uh we'd, we'd love to hear uh any, any feedback uh great well so I, th- I think that's it for this episode then and uh you know we enjoyed so t- uh, sharing with you all uh about uh or t- talking about this movie dead snow um you know if, you, if you're into this kind of thing we highly recommend you check it out Uh, If you want to be a part of the discussion, um, we always encourage you to join our uh, Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook or Twitter, uh, or shoot us an email at podcast at podcast.horrormovieclub.com. And uh, check out our Facebook or Twitter for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Um, Our logo, as always, is done by the Amy May Pop Art, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're... uh, hmm. If you're heading into the woods for a getaway with some of your friends, make sure to bring um, some machine guns and check for any kind of uh, Nazi uh, you know, occupation, maybe 50, 60 years ago. <laughs> Just as a heads up. Yeah,
1: scan the history.
0: And the history, yeah, know, know your history. <laughs> so yeah. We can, we can pack it.